0: Welcome to Jurassic Park 3 Minutes, where we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. And I'm Dave. And today we're back to discuss Minute 14 of Jurassic Park 3, but before we get to that, David, last week, Iron Studios, uh, via Chronicle Collectibles had their final deadline for pre-orders for the Raptors in the Kitchen statue set, and uh, as well as the Raptors on their own, the three different designs of the Raptors, or three different poses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the those beautiful Iron Studio little statuettes
0: mm.
1: I was a day late in getting them
0: oh, I, I
1: know. almost I know I was, I was sad about that
0: it's it's funny how even you might put notifications on to get emails of this stuff so you know when deadlines are coming and that but I still seem to only get the email the day of the day of the deadline and not not before but I missed out also um so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, they no, have opened, they, they always say they're not going to do re, re um, reissues or stock more items, but you always have people pull out of pre-orders and <laughs> that, so I'm hoping, I, there is a waiting list, isn't there?
1: I, I think so, I'm not sure how to get on, I heard something by email somebody, yeah. if I couldn't find anything on the website about it.
0: Yeah. I did also notice too, and I know you had been talking to some others over the last couple of weeks that, uh. They've brought on a a third party uh, to handle pre-orders and all the payment stuff now, mm-hmm. and and how how trustworthy that was going to be.
1: Yeah, I personally, don't trust it. I would have rather been able to just continue doing my pre-orders through Chronicle. Mm. So that's why I pulled for the refund, and they gave me a credit for it, for that ten percent that I, they couldn't refund me. But I I just didn't use it in time.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that's more so just to, because um, technically when you do do a pre-order, you do you are in a contract to pay certain payments a month mm-hmm. or a certain amount of money a month and and go all the way through whether it's ten months, six months or whatever the other payment plans are, and then at the end of the time you've paid in full and you get your product, where you can only you can only imagine how many people start pay the first payment and don't pay again or and they've they've locked into having a certain amount ordered or made. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I think the the breakout T Rex probably would have been a big a big one with that. Just how many people would have pre-ordered that? Then once we started seeing it in hand, how many people would have abandoned ship and they would have been stuck with so many orders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas having this third party company maybe uh, come in to do payments, maybe they can um, they can then go after you for the full payments. And it's not just a matter of people doing a pre-order then disappearing. And the worst worst that can happen to them is they're blacklisted from Chronicle again. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't want to do that, but the thing I was looking forward to in the with the uh, Iron Studios was that it was only ninety nine dollars. Yeah, I was just gonna pay it. I was just gonna pay that in full. Unfortunately, I didn't jump on it in time.
0: Yeah, and that's one fantastic thing that um, you we're getting with these statues from Ironhead. That just Iron Studios, just the the affordability of it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not these thousand dollar busts or the big T Rex or even the Breakout set, and even I can't recall if we got a price on the Rotunda and T Rex statue. We talked about it.
1: I actually looked at uh, the, oh, the Rotunda T Rex. Yeah. Um, I have to check. I think it. I don't think it's gone up for pre-order yet.
0: Yeah, I seem to think I... it was for twelve hundred or something because it was around the same as the Raptor busts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But but it is a massive a massive piece as well as we <laughs> as we discussed on that minute. But these things just for the size, they are the amount of detail, and just how accurate to the Jurassic Raptors. Jurassic Park raptors and for a hundred bucks was just it's cheaper than the mansion Lego set
1: <laughs> it is it'd probably be actually be cheaper than the Lego set of equal weight
0: yeah yep Yeah. You
1: know?
0: and you're getting these beautiful raptors especially that one posed down in that attack stance from where it's uh, about to attack the Tyrannosaur and the Rotunda
1: oh that's the one I was going to get too yeah
0: because yeah. you could put so that one can... with the Rotunda T-Rex really and just start making your diorama out of it Mm-hmm. but alas hopefully uh, hopefully the third party or the second hand resale market isn't too too expensive on it <laughs> when the time comes
1: I've already seen a couple on eBay that are like one, around 140
0: yeah and that's that's the thing like I still I still see the even the breakout recs for sale now and it's still for the most part still around the same price now as what it was when it came out if you're lucky enough to find one that price so it's mm-hmm. it's not a it's not something... They're going to keep on making this stuff, so it's not it's not going to be like this, the Sideshow Rex where it's just made and done and it goes up in price after it because mm-hmm. nothing else drastic's coming out. There's going to be a lot more Jurassic Park-themed statues mm-hmm. and collectibles coming out over the next few years, so we shouldn't feel bad mm-hmm. about missing something even <laughs> as much as we want it because the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the Pachycephalosaurus went up too. It was its final pre-orders was last week or a couple of weeks ago as well mm-hmm. for the Marquette. Yeah. The
1: unfortunate thing is, I mean, what attracted me to the Velociraptor Attack one, or these Iron Studio Velociraptors, wasn't just the price, but the accuracy of them as well. Mm. And they just looked so good, and they were a pretty decent size, and for the price that they were, it was on a very attractive offer. And I'm actually kind of hoping out now that I'm not gonna just go and spend my my credit uh, with with on any old thing. I'm kind of gonna see and hope maybe either Prime Studios or, or Iron Studios or Chronicle Collectibles comes out with a male T-Rex maquette of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Well, that's we're starting to see the shift towards some other stuff apart from Jurassic Park in the um, the the Mattel line and that. So hopefully that's going to happen mm-hmm. across the across the board. We're going to see some. Well, the the Pachycephalosaurus is a prime example of something that's not Jurassic Park. It's something from the Lost World. So hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah, we do start getting some. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you just simply repaint the Breakout Rex, or or do <laughs> something like that in the green. But yeah, they've got they've they've got the designs.
1: <laughs> well, the physical design is different between the male and the females. The male yeah. has a. Bigger has like a bonier eye socket and the waddle on the neck and the brow mm. is and I mean the uh, nasal ridge is bigger, you know?
0: Yeah, yep. And I like we've so we've seen better photos of this um this new extreme chomping male trenosaur and it does just seem to be a repaint, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping the collector the collector statues and that do go do go a little bit extra and recast the head at least and neck.
1: Well, to be fair, I mean, the waddle, it would kind of make the neck a little bit, it would reduce neck articulation, so I could see why they probably wouldn't retool for that, because I did hear that the um new, what is it, the Bighton, the Bighton fight, the one that it thrashes the, its head, like, backwards, the mm. new one that's grayish, Uh, so it's about uh, thrash and throw size, so it's about thrasher size, it's good size.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah.
1: Really? I don't think I'm doing
0: this right. If he'd been with you, he'd be completely safe. You drive five miles under the speed limit, Paul. And I've totaled three cars in three years. Yeah, I suppose that's one more thing to quickly discuss. I was surprised that um, we've started getting legacy figures here, which... Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys have? Yeah, it's only the, um, the Dimorphodon and the Green Raptor. They come with the DNA or whatever oh, whatever nice. that stuff is, but... Um, yeah, Audi. <laughs> Audi of all places not proper toy stores, so they've also got the um, not the fresh and fro, the other one, the extreme chomping Tyrannosaur, mm. whatever that was uh, redone in the uh, legacy packaging, so, and it's only 20 bucks. so <laughs> I'm definitely going to go and pick a couple of them up. So, it's just good mm. to see some of that exclusive stuff, like your Walmart exclusives and that over there, starting to come out here. Which mm-hmm. is very strange, we'd never, we'd never get any of that, it's all if we want it, we go get it online. <laughs> A lot more expensive than what you get at stores there. So, uh, anything else on that you want to discuss before we get into today's minute?
1: Not really. I think All we've got, covered that pretty well.
0: <laughs> All right. As we end at minute 13 of Jurassic Park 3, Bill and Grant had arrived at the bar and had met the Kirbys and were about to sit down. As we open at minute 14, Mr. Kirby asked Alan, "Boys, what are you drinking?" And they order an ice pick the waitress. At the 7th second mark Paul begins with how much him and Amanda have admired his work for years and Amanda says it's truly inspiring. Paul continues with how much Amanda and he love the outdoors and names off a couple of the trips they've done K2, the Nile and the Galapagos Islands. At the 19.2nd mark Amanda remarks that they've even got two tickets reserved on the first commercial space flight to the moon. At the 32nd mark Paul says that they've chartered an aircraft flight MA Vista sauna and that they want Grant to be their guide. Dumbfound Grant stammers that he is really busy and he can recommend a couple of guys that are highly qualified. At the 54 second mark, Grant counters with you wouldn't be able to fly low enough to see an of interest anyway and as the minute ends, Amanda comes back with, well you see that's the interesting part and this ends minute 14 of Jurassic Park 3. As we ended Minute 13 last week, Billy and Alan had arrived at the bar and had met Amanda and Paul and were sitting down to order. Uh, as they do, Paul asks them, what are you drinking, boys? And they both order an ice pick, which, uh, after Googling, it's a drink made up mainly of vodka and lemon and um, either sugar or brewed tea, which doesn't really sound that appetising. Vodka and lemon, maybe, but having... Brood, I'm not uh, a
1: vodka person, so it's... I mean, it doesn't really attract me in the first place. Yeah.
0: No. yeah. Being sort of in Montana, maybe a little bit drier, arid regions, sort of lemon mm-hmm. vodka would be a good for it, a first quencher, but then you're adding all that sugar or tea to it. <laughs> it, um, it just seems like a um, an odd drink, and later on where we'd actually see the maid bring the drinks over, it does look exactly like the images on Google, so that's... Um, that's what they're after. A nice pick. <laughs> um, Paul Begins, first off, let, uh, let me say, Amanda and I have admired your work for years. Truly inspiring. And uh, Amanda and I, well, we just love the outdoors. Heck, we've been on pretty much every, or any adventure tour they can come up with. The Nile, Galapagos, and K2, which I don't think Nile cruising is as adventurous as what it once was. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it like the European, those massive half a kilometre or half a mile long Boats are just tour the locks and the canals and the rivers.
1: I don't know, I mean, with the, with the condition the Middle East is in these days, there might be a little bit more adventure than you uh, expected.
0: <laughs> well, 2001, uh, yeah, 2001, we're sort of, we're just before <laughs> what happened there, so. But even, we discussed a couple of weeks ago about the Galapagos Islands and how it's sort of the one main island that the volcanoes made and a lot of little ones, so I don't know. What, ex- what adventures you'd be seeking there rock climbing or something
1: um, there's a lot of exotic animals so if you're like into biology and stuff like that you, there's a lot of animals at the Galapagos that you cannot see anywhere else yeah. just because they evolved specifically for that island and that's actually where Charles Darwin started coming up with the theory of evolution just because he saw these things and he was like they specialized for the islands. You know, yep. you yep. go, you could go from one island to the other and find completely different specialization between just the birds. Mm.
0: Yeah, and even I know um, Dave Atterbury's gone back there too with his documentary crew a couple of times, and it's just fantastic seeing the diversity there of, mm-hmm. um, of animals just sort of landlocked to these islands and how they've evolved. Um, now I suppose it's all—it's also important just to know too that. They're, they're saying these exotic locations more so just because they are exotic locations where they haven't actually been there at all. We'll find out <laughs> later in the film. Um, especially with K2, where Billy picks up on that and brings it back later mm-hmm. on. But um, Amanda speaks up here and says, uh, we even have two seats reserved on the first commercial flight to the moon. <laughs> How? Well, they to, they'd probably
1: have to wait about 20 years for that because I don't think... I think uh, uh, is Elon Musk started, is actually starting to book trips for that now. Well, there's, like trips to space for vacation.
0: There's there's him like um, Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic are still trying to get people into space. As there are there's even that company that's selling, selling tickets for one way trips to Mars, where people are just going to go to Mars and try and live with no hope of returning. So in today's age, yes, that's a possibility. But in 2001. We still had NASA just manning flights up to the International Space Station and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't think a return to the Moon was even on the cards because we're not even no, well, we're only midway well, it through.
1: Comes through space force.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're only sort of midway into George Bush's second t- or first term too. So uh, first, yeah, first I think. Um, mm-hmm. So it's sort of space isn't really there. Okay, if they found a company that. Well, again, this is all probably just BS because they're trying to sound wealthy, but mm-hmm. you'd have to find a company and then somehow pay, pay your way on the two seats and whether that's in 10 years, 20 years, or 40 years before they finally get there if they don't go bust in the meantime. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely an investment. <laughs> You're probably not mm-hmm. going to see. You know, Musk has made a blow and shooting cars out
1: into space,
0: you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that's those eccentric billionaires that have got money to burn and can put the money behind the research and the tech to do stuff like that. They'll I can see him get to Mars before NASA or America ever does again, or well, even China's trying to get to like 2020. They want to be back on the moon and setting up their moon base. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it just it just sounds it just sounds um, there could be a lot of other things you could say. To sort of come over how rich you are instead of we, we go to the moon
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and also sort of her line delivery here too she so sort of just says it and looks blankly back down at the table and it's something that's picked up in the script especially when they meet back in the dig site and then here Grant sort of says or describes Amanda as being someone that's um, her attention's elsewhere or looking tired um, and as we sort of know worrying about Eric she's probably a lot of sleepless nights and that and not really thinking straight and here where it's Paul sort of doing most of the talking just to try and get Grant on side and Paul continues And for our wedding anniversary this year we want to do something really special, something once in a lifetime so I've chartered a plane to fly us over Isla Sauna and we'd like you to be our guide
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how a plane ride, oh yes for us, certainly, <laughs> i prefer a plane ride over Sauna and a trip to the moon any day but on the, on the grand scale of adventure seeking and uh, and that sort of thing. I don't know how a plane ride over sauna would compare to hiking K2 or, mm-hmm. or some other things.
1: Well, I mean, just hiking K2 isn't really exactly something you'd think that a rich person would want to do because that is a very, very arduous adventure and it takes a lot of training and a lot of just preparation of climbing other mountains. Yeah. Before you get to that level. I mean, there's when you're like a mountain climber, there are tiers uh, between like amateur and expert when it comes to mountain climbing. And, and honestly, I would probably consider my, myself one tier from amateur. <laughs> I mean, I've climbed mountains, but I don't think, I mean, I've seen what happens when people climb Everest. And it, if something goes wrong, it goes wrong and there's no help coming.
0: Yeah, well that's the same here, Like I, I can go out there and we've got a small mountain range behind the town here and there's walking tracks up it and you take your walking stick and go up it and that's fine, there's no actual climbing of of rocks mm-hmm. or jumping crevasses or anything like that you've got to worry about so I'd probably be at the novice end of the scale but um, I prefer to drive up it in my four-wheel drive but that's a different story you think, yeah, okay, well, if you've done K2, maybe Everest would be the next the next bucket item to do, but again, if if they're that rich, then it'd be just Sherpas carrying them up on <laughs> on their seats or something, and mm-hmm. dragging them up the hill, and they're not actually doing any work. <laughs> Especially, I, I I don't know how old um oh, Terry Leone or uh What's Paul Kirby's real name?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, William H. Macy.
0: Macy. Yeah, I don't know how old they were at the time of filming here, and yes, they might have done the, the mountain climbing a, a few years earlier, but they're sort of getting on their age, and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of um, experience like you do have older experienced climbers, but they've been doing it their whole life. I'm pretty sure if if they went to do any of these climbs, they'd be told pretty sternly, "No, you're too old. You can't mm-hmm. go back. <laughs> go back, now. <laughs>
1: he's 68 years old so he would have been about almost 50 50 yeah when uh this movie filmed
0: yep <laughs> but uh Grant looks on in dumb silence and um their drinks will arrive which as I said before they sort of you get a chance to see what they look like but um it gives Grant a a chance to sort of let it sink in what he just heard and he comes back with it's very it's a very kind offer Mr Kirby but I'm a very busy man Um, and he he can recommend a couple of guys that are really highly qualified and both the Kirby's are shaking their heads like no and Paul says no 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 you're the best you've seen these animals in the flesh there's no one no one else that even comes close to you which
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I always seen as um as more of a no one else like his survivor and seen him not that he's a qualified paleontologist
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's why you
1: know, it kind of begs the question who are the other people though that he could have recommended i mean obviously somebody who had been to the island before i would think i just wonder if they maybe had already approached ian malcolm and he told them oh no god no
0: no <laughs>
1: <laughs> no 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 yeah.
0: And, of course, though, no, and I'm going to ring the other members of your team and say no as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and tell them not to go.
1: Possibly, I was thinking, maybe a maybe if they were able to contact him and if he wasn't in prison, um, Nick Van Owen, possibly. <laughs> uh, doubt, Roland, doubt Roland would want anything to ever do with it again. Sarah, in the same boat as Ian. Yeah, yeah
0: but then, because... Because of the way he worded his response here, we're we're thinking of other characters from pre- the previous films who could be a guide more so because they've been to the island. Now Grant never lets on or says anything here that he hasn't even been to that island before, and that's brought up later on where it's yeah a mis misinformation there or misunderstanding there. So in the um uh in the um in the shooting script they actually he actually says um. I can re- recommend a couple of other paleontologists that are really highly qualified. So, he actually, they've cut the word paleontologist from the, the script mm. or from the film. Um, I don't know if that's just to cut it down a little bit. There's a lot more sort of added here as well, and that's not filmed as well. So, he could have some... Um, and, of course, I'm sure other paleontologists would love to... <laughs> would jump over Grant to get to the island, and even if it's...
1: should relish the option, but... As William Macy brings up here, he's the
0: only one who's
1: seen him in the flesh. Hmm. Yep. And we feel, besides Elise Sopper, he would be right. Yeah. Because Bert is
0: dead. <laughs> yeah, but then there's sort of the other thing too. If you're going to look, well, they're, they're solely here because they think Grant's been the island and can handle being on the ground with the animals. Um, I'm sure there's some inept in-gen workforce that were there when the wrecks was lifted off that have been on the island as well that would probably do it for a lot cheaper mm-hmm. but <laughs> they've um, they've come to grant because uh, because of their nefarious motives Grant ponders for the fort for a moment and replies you wouldn't be able to fly low enough to see if of real interest anyway and as the minute ends Amanda's encourage him well that's the interesting part. <laughs> And we'll get into what uh, she the interesting part is next minute. But uh, over in the script and novel comparisons, the only real difference in the script is Alan's Alan's response to Paul. Oh, they they can fly over sauna. And uh, he says I'm flattered but I've taken this little adventure to her and with the air restrictions you've imposed after the incident in San Diego, you can't fly low enough to see anything of interest. So, so.
1: Which I do like I do like here that in the script that they do bring up San Diego again you know Mm. because that was kind of a very big deal it was a very it was a big turning point in the franchise
0: yeah yep yeah well it sort of took took this something that happened in secret and made it world world knowledge exactly Um, and we sort of discussed before about just how much that incident sort of shaped the world and moving on from there the whole the whole um, paleontology thing where you've got live animals there genetically engineered or not um, mm-hmm. and we've sort of already seen that in the first bit of the film
1: um, of course when who are besides Grant who obviously seems to be want to be completely done with dinosaurs <laughs> that aren't rock I'm sure there would be there's paleontologists lined up who'd love to see these animals interacting in the wild in the flesh
0: you know yeah yep and it's sort of weird maybe okay it's 2001 I'm if it was sort of two thousand fifteen, two thousand, or now, um, when the Lost World took place, you'd think even having some sort of live live video feed from the islands, air dropping mm-hmm. in in remote cameras or something like that, where there's absolutely no danger after they've de- after they've been set up, and, um, well, and- Go. like the
1: uh, like the radio uh, frequency that had the video feeds in the second novel,
0: yeah. Yep. And they they Richard Laverne, while he's there um, specifically sort of jerry rigs the the video network with a transponder like a, with a broadcast so he can broadcast the uh well they pick it up in the trails and I'm pretty sure they um broadcast off island as well so they can monitor the extinction or the supposed extinction of the animals in time ca- to come. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to re re-read the novel so. <laughs> um I'll I need get, to do that. Yeah, I really need to. I've, uh, I think I've brought it before. I've had the um, the three hour audio book before, and it just cuts so much out. It's a shame.
1: I hate abridged novels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I
1: see. I mean, it just cuts out stuff that they think is superfluous and stuff that we might find interesting. Mm,
0: you know. Yep. And there's a new there's a new uh, full abridged version. Oh, unabridged version of. The Lost World audiobook form, but it's in German. <laughs> so, again, you've, you've paid to get someone to read it in German, someone please do it in English. I'll pay. I'll pay <laughs> for it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, briefly look at the novel here, there's also the difference in Alan's response, which I mentioned before. I'm sorry, but there's no force on Earth or in Heaven that could get me anywhere near engines creations again. I can give you a list of other paleontologists that you can call, so. This is because in the novel, or well, novelisation, we never got the, um, the auditorium scene. So this is where the No Force in Heaven line was used instead of in the scene we see in the movie. No
1: Force in Heaven, except a mother's
0: love. <laughs> And again, too, where Grant had his little spiel there in the auditorium about InGen creating monsters. Well, here he sort of, they've used it here where he doesn't want to be anywhere near InGen's creations again. So exactly. he still can't. He still can't come to call them dinosaurs. Um, and as I said before, he yeah. just sort of lists the other paleontologists that you can call.
1: Um, like I, I've said, um, it kind of ruined his entire life. So mm. I can understand him wanting to disassociate them with the dinosaurs of the fossil record.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, if one, we'll probably talk about it when we recap the whole film. But one, one thing that I really think they could have pushed. Um, in this was just the PSD side of things, and and if that was the case, well, that what broke up him and Ellie,
1: because
0: um, mm-hmm. it sort of hinted at it places, but it's never really fully flushed out. Yeah,
1: true.
0: And um, yeah, the same in the novel. We get um, besides with the airspace restrictions, after the incident in San Diego four years ago, you can't fly low enough to see anything of interest anyway. So, uh, pretty
1: much, I'd imagine so because. I'm sure after um, the incident in San Diego engine was subpoenaed for the list of dinosaurs that they had cloned, and they would have seen that tyrannodon was on that list, and they would have wanted nothing, they would have kept anything that could fly low enough to avoid the tyrannodon, or to encounter tyrannodons, they would have wanted everybody flying above where the tyrannodons can get.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, and it's another thing that's never really addressed much in the film of just what happened to InGen after the San Diego incident. Yes, what what else did you make? Where did you make it, and all that sort of thing? And I'm sure, I'm sure they would have come to the conclusion then that okay, well, we left the dons locked up, or we're far enough away from the mainland; they're not going to get to the to the mainland anyway. So we'll just restrict. Any anyone going near the islands just to stop further incidents happening? Mm-hmm. Which I reckon there'd still be a few of the uh, the bowmen <laughs> setting foot on the island, <laughs> unless the coast guard was there to sort of keep them away. But they'd have to be going around around the island <laughs> to stop anyone. But um, yeah. that's it for minute thirteen. No, that's it for minute 14. One thing I did want to quickly bring up, we discussed last minutes about Randy Newman and uh, Big Hat No Cattle and whether or not it was made for this film or not. Done some Googling, and it was um, recorded in 1999, so three years before mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 3 coming out, which, 99 they would have been in production on the film, but I don't think they would have, would have made, because it was only... It was only pushed back once from two thousand two thousand one, so I don't mm-hmm. I don't think they've uh, retroactively had Randy record it for the film. It's just something they've paid the license for and had playing here, and it just for uh, for its part anyway sort of resembles or sort of goes along with where Grant is here as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, that's been at fourteen. Anything else we need to discuss before we get heavy for the day?
1: Uh, not really.
0: All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com And you can find The Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are we on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at
1: Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes podcast.
0: Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions.
1: This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now, what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters.
0: Nothing more and nothing less.
1: Um, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get on to Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance?
0: No force on Earth or
1: Heaven could get me on that island. You deskie. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy! It's the it's the dinosaur there!